This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Holly Starr, welcome to the Courage Cast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so this is uh, you're you're a West Coast lady, aren't you? I am through and through. From uh, Washington State. Yes. Tell me a little bit about uh, where you grew up and what that was like for you. Totally. I, I hear onion farm. Yes, that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my dad uh, grows sweet corn and onions in Central Washington. He still so, does. Yep, still does. He and my grandpa and my brother. So. A family gig going on out there, uh-huh. but yes, yeah, so I grew up in a small town. There's about uh, six thousand people there, mm-hmm. um, and got married about two years ago. Enjoying that season now as well. Um, but yeah, I grew up in small town. Started being part of my worship team at church. One uh-huh. thing led to another, and through MySpace, um, recorded my first album. MySpace. So, yeah. Yes. So that's a long time ago. Yes. That was like, about the wow. time. So, so we're sitting here. This is the first time I've had multiple people in the studio with me. You're probably the third interview since we built this studio <laughs> here. So um, in in studio. So we've got uh, Keith, who's my former boss and your manager. My manager. That's right. Yeah. And then who else do we have in here? My husband, Chris, uh-huh. and my drummer slash guitarist, Nicole. Awesome. And my PR rep, Brian. Brian's so, a good friend. We go way back. Yes. So so marriage um, has been a new thing for you. So you started out MySpace. I, the reason it made me want to introduce <laughs> these guys, because MySpace was like really big when I worked for Keith. Right. And with Keith at Word Entertainment. And um so what was that like? So you actually, did you get discovered on MySpace yes, or what? I did. Yeah? So there was a, a producer artist, Brandon B. out of Washington State. And uh-huh. he heard my music that I had posted from our youth band on there and was like, hey, you want to work on a project together? I like what you're doing. And uh-huh. So that was the beginning. And then he actually introduced me to Keith and to some Nashville people. And uh-huh. um, so that was kind of like how I got my foot in the door. So. How would you describe your style then versus now in terms of music and um, lyrics? And- well, I was really young. I was like 17 years old. Let's see, it was 2008 when I released it. So yeah, I was se- 17. Mm-hmm. Um, so songwriting, I just didn't know much about form or anything at the time so I've grown a lot as a songwriter but also stylistically it was uh it became more it was like pop rock Mm -hmm. then got more into pop rock the next album the next album was a little less rock a little more pop Mm -hmm. then my previous one to my newest one now was a little more um like worship pop Mm -hmm. and now my newest one is pop pop is it's straight up straight up straight up yeah um, yeah, because you're jumping up and down right yes. here in this picture. Yes. I love it. I love it. So new album, Human. Um, and I want to I want to get into that. Um, but uh, so tell me a, a little bit about your journey in terms of just what you sing about. Because when you sing Christian music, primarily, mm-hmm. you're, you, you, there's certain expectations put on you. Did you ever, um, like in the beginning... Sure. Uh, I know a lot of Christian artists. Sometimes, you know, their parents are heavily involved. Were your parents very involved in that? And they, did uh, that influence your your writing? Well, my parents were really supportive, so they helped me pursue it. 
I mean, they were they were never there saying, don't write this or write this or anything like that. They're not artists. Mm-hmm. They're not musicians. So they were more like, oh, we see the skill that you have and we mm-hmm. want to do anything we can to encourage that. So they came behind me in my first project and were like, hey, let's do this together. So mm-hmm. my family was actually really involved, but more from a business standpoint Yeah. Um, at first. Um, just but, fully supportive. Yeah. Never just, critical. Yeah. Or, no, mm-mm. not the only my mom is more even more business minded than I am. And so she's more like, okay, how can, how can I help you do this better? And I'm an artist. So sometimes I'm like, I don't, I just want to write, you know? (laughs) So that was the struggle for a little while there, but it it worked out over, over the end of time or whatever, over time. Yeah. Leave that up to Keith and, and Brian now, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I'm getting better at learning how to manage artistry and business, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's hard. hard, especially Christian artistry, mm-hmm. I think, right? Um, because you're mixing business with ministry, right? right. And that's hard. To, do you find that hard to um, distinguish between the two? I mean, do you do you walk that line pretty well? Or yeah, I I mean, my passion when I first started this whole thing um, was to bring my friends from high school to youth group. So really? music was just a tool for me to do that. I figured, well, if I can lead worship, I can write a song. So I tried that and I was able to say words, say say things through song I couldn't say uh, in person because I was a little more shy back then. So, But when you got on stage to sing at youth group, yeah. you could, you could, it's almost like you were singing exactly. to them. Exactly. It was like, this is what I want to say to you, you mm. know? And so that, and that's still true today. So it's been really cool to have that outlet in ministry. And so for me, it's never been about how big can I get this thing? It's never been about, I've got to become this person or this artist to feel like I'm successful as much as, although we all struggle with that type of stuff from time to time, identity things. But, um, but for, but when it comes down to the heart of it, when it comes down to business versus ministry, mm. it's ministry over business for me a hundred times out of a hundred times. So, right. But that's just my story and, and how it all started. So it's easy for me to think that way mm-hmm. um, from, a, okay, how am I going to approach this next business season or this next album or this next right. songwriting session or whatever? It's like, right. what, do, what do I want to say first over it? What do I want this to sound like? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I find it really interesting that you, um, that you mentioned that that was your original intent was to minister to your friends, mm-hmm. to love on your friends and show them the love of Jesus. Right. Um, that's kind of why I do this podcast too. Mm. It's because I want to, um, I, I feel like I can say things behind the microphone that maybe I'm too shy to say right. to other people or um, apprehensive to say. Sure. You sure. know, I feel a lot more boldness talking like this. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's how I feel on stage too. And I feel like it when I'm up there sharing the things that God has put in my heart, it's like, I feel like this is this is the appropriate place for me to say those things too, mm-hmm. and not that it's inappropriate to talk about it one on one, but I feel like sometimes people are more intimidated one on one when you're like, okay, here's my faith, you know, or you feel like you're confronting them, yeah, and I don't want directly. anybody to feel that way. I don't want them to feel like I'm just sharing my life openly with you. I'm on a stage; you can take it, you can leave it. Um, but I, what, what I love about it is when somebody goes home from a concert. And they're sitting in their bed or laying in their bed at night, and they're just thinking about their day. Mm-hmm. Maybe something I said in the concert is is turning over in their mind, and they just it changes the way they think about certain things. Mm-hmm. Maybe about God, hopefully about God. Yeah, and um, and I think music is just a really cool tool for that. So, Absolutely, yeah. no doubt. So, um, 
so you you dove into your your Christian music, um, and you always lived in Washington, right? right. Yep. That's good. Um, a lot of times, you know, people move here to Nashville and they have certain expectations, and it mm-hmm. doesn't ever pan out the way they want. Sure. But yeah. um, you're an artist first, and and um, and sounds like right. Yes. Yep. I uh, love where I live. Partially, partially the reason I live in uh, Washington still and not in Nashville yet is um, because I love being around my family. Obviously, that's a big plus. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Keeps um, you grounded. Yeah, but then I also have a passion for min- I mean, it's just ministry is a big thing for me and the the West Coast Northwest is known for the lack of churches and the lack of faith-based, you know, communities there. So, I love being a voice for that. I love mm-hmm. for for the people who are walking with Jesus if they are in a conversation with somebody and say, do you know Holly Star? You know, mm-hmm. I love being able to say, I love for them to be able to say, she's from my hometown or she's from my state. Yeah. You know, and there's just, I don't there's know. A certain I th- pride. There's a certain cool thing there. Yeah. So. Are you a Seahawks fan? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm sorry. We beat you guys last week. Um, let's not talk Titans. about that today. <laughs> Go Titans. Um, but anyway, all right, let's talk about something more important than that. Um, so you're on tour right now. Yes. With uh, Jackie yes, Velasquez? Yes, Jackie Velasquez. Yeah, tell me about that. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm 26 years old, so if you do the math, okay. when I was a kid growing up, yep. she was like my favorite. I'm like dancing around the house to her music as a kid. Me and my best friend, I have these vivid memories uh-huh. of doing that. So it's been so trippy. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Awesome. Like that was where she was at the top of her game, you know, at yeah. that point. So yeah. big star. <laughs> yeah. Could you sing the Spanish records? I'm just curious. No, well, get into some that? of the songs, but not, no, probably not. Okay. All the English stuff, though. Okay. Um, so you're on tour with her. So that's that's a real dream come true, Yeah. you know, for you guys. Um, tell me about this new album, Human, and what does it mean? What does the album overall mean for you? Yeah, well, from the beginning, I've had a passion to just be vulnerable and transparent with people mm-hmm. on stage and off stage. And uh, I feel like this album really captures that piece of my heart in a way that the previous albums haven't necessarily as blatantly captured uh-huh. it. And um, so I was writing songs for the project. We, I wrote a love song for my husband. I wrote a song for my brother. I wrote a song for my grandmother who passed away. So there's just like a lot of elements of human life mm-hmm. that are in the project. And uh, so I wanted people to feel like they could pick up this album, listen to it and relate to it, Yeah, you know, like instantly. So, you know, and, and I feel like you can do that. After we got all the songs together, I'm like, all right, I feel pretty happy about the way this came together. Yeah. It's been fun. So that's cool. Yeah. So um, one of the standout songs, um, is is human mm-hmm. itself so what what tell me about that song because i'd love to play it if if it'd be okay sure after she sets it up can i play a little bit of it sure. all right yeah good. got approval <laughs> sweet <laughs> so human and actually we had writ- i had titled the album human before we wrote the song it's kind of a fun little piece but um we came we wrote you, you the titled song. the album human mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay all right and then we wrote the song and i was hoping that it would turn out great and then it ended up being my favorite song so <laughs> that works <laughs> but um yeah so the the lyric it talks all about the pressure i put on myself to be perfect mm-hmm. and but when in reality i'm never going to be perfect especially apart from jesus mm-hmm. um and through jesus and and him alone can i find the life that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And 
you could say the perfection as you will because you're found in Christ but that's a whole theological conversation <laughs> so we're not gonna go there but but the it really alludes to this this reality that I put pressure on myself and um, God doesn't expect me to put pressure on myself mm-hmm. he expects me to to have faith in him and trust in his grace yeah and but it also is a song that I wrote from a place of passion for anybody of any kind of religiosity if mm-hmm. you're if you're a christian or if you're a mormon or if you're um hindu or a buddhist whatever your faith spectrum looks like all of us struggle with this idea that we have to do or be something to yeah. earn god's love all the time and it's just not true i mean the the truth is that love and and grace comes through jesus christ alone mm-hmm. and and his, I mean, acceptance of God from God comes through Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and His um, death and resurrection on the cross, yeah, alone. And so, I want people to hear the song and feel like, obviously, they're not going to get all of that meat spirituality when they first listen to it. But I want them to come away from it feeling like I can take a deep breath. Yeah, you know, like I'm putting. So this is a song that can you can just take a, a deep breath. You can breathe it in. Yeah. Breathe it out and rest in who you are in Christ. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it's like um the one of the lyrics is maybe maybe we could never be perfect people and maybe that's okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could never be oh so flawless mm-hmm. in every single way. Maybe that's what makes us human. That's what makes us real. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what makes us humans know that grace is real. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, the heart behind that song. Maybe we could never be Would you classify this album as pretty upbeat or because um, it's pop, right? Yeah. Yep. There, I mean, it's definitely upbeat. There's, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it's me and what you get with me is you get the bottom too. So there's yeah. a song in there that's called Sailing and that's the, the very depths of the project for uh-huh. me. It's I lost my grandma last year and just kind of deals with the reality of death, death and, and letting go of yeah. people you love when you don't want to. So. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely upbeat, but it's also really it's got vulnerable. Yeah, to it too. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Um, there's another song. It's the first song on the record called Bruises. That's an interesting title. <laughs> um, what a way to start. So yeah. what, is, what is that? Bruises, to me, has an indication of woundedness yeah. and hurt and um, maybe other things, aggressive things mm-hmm. that maybe, I don't know. So what is that? what is that song about? So, Bruises is a song I wrote specifically for people who have been handed the blows of life. So, whether you've been divorced or you've been um, abused or you've just had some traumatic experiences in your life. There's been a couple people in my life over the past couple years who have been through things like that and it really, my heart just goes out to them. I've had a huge heart for people of that situation, those type of situations my whole life and um, I just really want them to know whoever they are, um, maybe that's you listening right now, that you're more than the things that you've been through. God has so much more in store for your life than, than the things that you might be hiding, um, mm. the hurts that you might have not shared with people. Um, 
so that's kind of where it stemmed out of. I, I struggled with body image issues in high school. I wrote a song called Through My Father's Eyes on my um, one of my previous albums talking about the healing that God did in my life through that struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this also is a song kind of speaking to just identity issues that I've had too. It's just like I need to be told sometimes that I'm not who I tell myself I am. Mm-hmm. I'm actually who God tells me that I am. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and that's more more than I could imagine. I mean, he, he there's a lyric in there that says, um, uh, you're a treasure in a broken world, who you are. You shine brighter than a billion stars, who mm-hmm. you are. And I just love that picture. It's like the stars are so captivating to me. I mean, all of creation is, but the stars in one particular sense, because they're so unknown, they're so far away, but they're beautiful. But God says that he loves us so mm-hmm. much more than that. And it's just... When, when I stop to think about that, it's like, that's such a beautiful thought. And so it is. I want to share that with others. Yeah, we need to just keep hearing that over and over again, because we've all gone through the battle and we've all got wounds mm-hmm. and we're, we're all broken. The longer we live, right? you know, you're 25, right? 26. 26. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, gosh, uh, if I could tell my 25 or 26 year old self, mm. you know, this is the kind of stuff. I'm going to need to hear when I'm, because mm-hmm. it, it happens all the time. Yeah. The longer right. you live, the more you experience, the harder it is, the more tempting it is to to quit Yeah. sometimes yeah. if you've been beaten down and yeah. been through life. If you risk anything mm. in life, um, risk yourself, you're, you're risking, you know, part of risk is, is experiencing pain. heartache yeah. and pain and loss and uh, rejection and all of that. Right. So nice. through that, yeah. you're saying you you shine brighter than a billion stars. Yes. I don't ever forget it. Yep, that's right. You're a treasure in a broken world. you are, you are. You shine brighter than a billion stars. you are, you are. In the world where the truth is confusing. You are more than your scars and your So what's your life like? How do you uh, keep your, uh, how do you keep yourself uh, fresh in, in the sense of your, your writing mind and your, you know, keep yourself inspired and allow yourself because it's, it can wear on you being yes. on the road and doing everything that you're doing. So what do you, what's your regular routine like? And what yeah. do you do? Well, the, the basis of all my songs is that I continue to stay real. Real is like the word that I kind of flash before myself all the time just yeah. to make sure that I'm not writing stuff that's not true f- for me, you know. So that's kind of always the basis. But as far as like practical day-to-day stuff, um, I'm terrible at writing like consistently throughout the year. Uh-huh. It's more like, oh, I need to write now. I haven't written for a while. So I'll fly to Nashville and I'll write with awesome people like Chrissy Nordoff and <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Parker. And yeah, um, yeah so I'll just set, I'll set time aside to do that. But I also, through, between when I write and when I don't write, I'm always making sure that I'm thinking about content. Okay, what is the stuff that I want to say? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, that for me, that comes from my time in the Word, in the Bible, yeah. and, and in fellowship. And so, and part of my fellowship is meeting people on the road mm-hmm. and hearing their stories. So I'm really inspired by the, the um, 
miracles that God's done in other people's lives and as well as mine, of course. So just tend to dwell on those things and, and try to keep them, write them down or um, keep them on the front of my mind for when I do sit down to write. What kind of stories um, do you hear on the road? Like what are the things that if you were to think com- people that you've met sure. come to mind, uh, what what what's maybe something recent? Sure. Well, there was a girl who came up to me at a show and she told me that she had been molested and uh, by her father. Mm. And she told me that one of my songs had helped her through that. And it was particularly through my father's eyes, the mm. one that I had written about my struggle with body image. And to me, for me to hear that, and that's a situation I can't even, <laughs> I can't even relate to that. It's just mind blowing. It's yeah. like, so I'm sitting there listening to her talk. And then I'm also sitting here talking about this thinking, okay, when I write my next song, I got to think about these people. Yeah. Like I'm writing songs for people I can't even relate to, mm-hmm. you know? And that is a huge gift mm-hmm. that I, I can't fathom. So it, it continues to inspire me. Like I want that girl to know that she's worth more than a billion stars. Mm-hmm. You know, she shines brighter than that. I mean, she's, I mean, it's, it's like you're shining brighter than me, girl. <laughs> you know? So it's cool. It's just, it's just so inspiring. That's cool. Can yeah. you just like mentor my eight-year-old daughter? Oh my! Can you just like spend a few hours with sure, her? Sure, sure. I'm flying you in from Sweet. Seattle. You can just you know play with her and uh, tell her she shines like a billion yeah, stars. It's fun. She she really does. Yeah. But we need to hear it. And I just keep thinking about my daughter. Mm. You know, and when while you're talking because mm. it um it's so important for kids to hear that and get right. that ingrained, get that um. I don't know, get the, get the, all those nerve endings firing in, in the brain in, mm-hmm. in that direction. because And, and it, it can be so screwed up. It can get yeah. so screwed up with, you know, with life and right. things right. that happen all around you. Do you do social media? Yes. Do you like social media? No. Okay. <laughs> I love connecting with people. So because that's part of the ministry part of it, but I don't like the how often I have to stay on top of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, from a business standpoint and from a ministry standpoint, you have to do that. But yeah. Um, what, is, what is your feeling about it in general? I'm curious, like, do you do Snapchat? Do you do Instagram? Yeah, I do it all. Facebook? Yep. Twitter? Mm-hmm. Well, Twitter through Instagram. Okay. Just kind of posting yeah. whatever, you're <laughs> yeah. not responding to. But like, what do you feel like, because it seems like you talk to youth group people, mm-hmm. youth group kids maybe, or sure. college kids, right? Oh, definitely some of it. I, I have a passion for all ages, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a an interesting connection with people who are yeah. younger. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, because I'm I'm right in the middle of it. My boys, mm. one of my boys, is really into social media. Sure. Um, he's socially anybody. I guess if you're socially minded and mm-hmm. um, uh, you're gonna be there's gonna be all this opportunity for you to be exposed to right to to these kind of things. But yeah, to be honest, I've just as a parent, I'm having a hard time seeing much. Mm-hmm. good in it. Right. And you don't have to agree, agree with me on this. Totally. I mean, is there some something, I guess it's neutral, right? But yeah. it's just, you're, you're constantly pulled yep. to, to it and like body yeah. image. And you talk about body image, mm-hmm. you talk about things that, I mean, it's harder than ever to yeah. think yeah. highly of yourself when you're constantly seeing what See. everyone else is doing. They seem to be all having a lot of fun. Right. And you're, you're sitting here on your phone and it seems like you're yeah, it, can, it definitely breeds depression, I think. Yeah. Um, I really, though, am a big believer in 
you got to know your boundaries. So you got to say, if this is bad for me, I need to get off of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, for the business, what I do is I get on, I post, I reply to people, and I get off. Mm-hmm. I do sometimes spend too much time scrolling through things, and that does breed bad things in my life. And so my husband and I have to sit down and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and interestingly enough, he would tell you this if he was on the interview, but he doesn't have any social media uh-huh. because it's not good Such for him. Such a smart man. I envy you. Yeah. I so, really do. <laughs> I mean, I think for each person, it's like you got to know, yeah. you know, if if this if Instagram's leading you down a terrible path of clicking hashtags that are terrible for you to see, mm-hmm. right. then you should probably not have Instagram, especially if you can't avoid it. Stop it. And stop, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like um, in scripture where Jesus is like, you know, it's better to cut off an arm than to sin, you know, Ooh. and or gouge out your eye or whatever. It's I cannot yeah. the exact words, but I keep that in my mind all the time. I'm like, if this is causing me to sin over and over again, then I probably need to do something about it. Right. So that's kind of my gauge for that. Oh, that's a really good. It cuts right to the. I mean, it's black and white, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Doesn't mean to physically harm yourself, but it means yeah, right. To, <laughs> yeah, don't to do that. put away the things that yeah. are. Yeah, and, and it's can't. not easy. I mean, it's so not easy. When I was struggling with body image stuff, that was the reason why I bring that up and why it means so much to me that verse particularly is because when I struggled with body image things. Um, where did that come from? Magazines oh, and at your, you know, TV? Various things, but it was a comment that somebody made to me at one point. Really? Yeah, they just made an offhanded comment about the way I looked, and I twisted it and mm. started to serve and you, it. Did you keep it to yourself? Yeah, I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. So. That's the thing, is we hide it. Uh-huh, exactly. Not good. But the thing that was good for me in the healing process was that, that verse about gouging an eye out rather than sinning or whatever. Yeah. Um. I had to I had to put away all the mirrors in my life. Ooh. Like no mirrors in my bedroom. Mm. I could only have one that I could see my face and above, you know, like really strict boundaries for myself in that way. And it was huge for for the healing process for Wow. Me. Yeah. So I de- definitely don't take so that So you stuff removed lightly. mirrors? Yeah. Literally you took them down? Yep, put them away. No mirrors. Wow. I had to trust that what I put on in the morning looked okay <laughs> while I got the door and go for it. Yeah. There was even a season where I I had to I didn't look, I wouldn't even look at my face. I like put my makeup on without looking or didn't put makeup on. Wow. I just had that was part of your healing process. Yeah. It was like, I had to, to, I had to choose to believe in those moments that God may be beautiful mm-hmm. no matter what I did to make myself right. look good, you know? Like, so scripture truth was your mirror. Yes. Kind of yeah. mm-hmm. speaking back. It's kind of retraining my brain. Mm-hmm. So. How long did you go without mirrors? <laughs> a while. I mean, I still am really cautious about it, like body length mirrors, because that for me was bad. Yeah. Um, but it was probably a good um, three or four years of being really strict about it. So you did that, and then you kind of loosened up. Mm-hmm. So when you catch yourself, what, like, what do you say to yourself when you're when that temptation to? Yeah. Um, speak negatively about your body or well i definitely talked to my husband about it Uh (laughs) he's huge in helping me through that it's not something you can fight on your own unfortunately like i thought it could be Mm. um but i for what the key like truth that god spoke to me when i when the healing process began was that he created me like Mm. he made me and he calls me beautiful he calls me good and I'm defining good in a totally different light. Mm-hmm. And once I started to realize that God's definition is the only definition that matters, it 
changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. It was like my through my father's eyes, the lyric in the chorus says, "You changed my life by changing my mind," mm. and that's what he did. He just yeah. retaught me the truth, and I it was like the connection between the head and the heart thing like fired. It clicked. Yeah, so that was huge. But you had to speak truth first. Yes, it was here first. Uh-huh. And then it had to travel down. Exactly. Yep. Once you like, you knew it was in your heart when you yeah. could, and that, I guess that's when things mm-hmm. kind of loosened for you. Right. You just had to go through a season yeah. of just strictly right. listening to what God's mm-hmm. word said about and you, and just continue. I mean, I continually to this day keep those like boundaries. I'm aware of my boundaries. Yeah. I never say I'm free. I can do whatever I want now. Right. You know, because I know that it's it could still pop back up, but. But God has done a huge work in my life. And for me to say that I'm the same today as I was then, it would be definitely not true. Right. Yeah. It's about embracing who you are as a a new woman yes. in Christ Yep. Um, every day. Mm-hmm. And the good, good news is, no matter what you did yeah. the day before, it's brand new right. this morning. So That's right. It's a good word. Well, I feel like somebody needed to hear that today, that body image is a big thing. I mean... Um, and I don't think it matters about the age. Mm-hmm. I really don't because, um, you know, I think as you get older, mm-hmm. you start to look at yourself and you're like, whoa, I'm not, I'm not so handsome or, or as good looking as I, as I thought I was yeah. back 20 sure. years ago, sure. you know? So it's a struggle now just yeah. as much as pro- it could even be worse now, you know, mm. for old, for an older person. Yeah. So it's always, it's always an issue and you have to practice yep. the truth. You do. You really do. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why I, I value scripture so much in my own life is that even if I'm not aware of what I'm learning when I'm reading it, it's mm-hmm. like, it's sinking the truth into my heart Yeah. or um, making it more real so when the time comes up that I need it it kind of pops back up and keeps me walking deep in your soul there is a fire and it's burning through the rain quiet the fear focus your eyes don't you burn you are made you So tell me, um, what is, um, I have a series of rapid fire questions that I wasn't okay. planning on asking you, <laughs> Sure. but, um, I'm going to pull them up because I, I like to ask, I feel like you're a good candidate oh, no. for this. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, uh, you know, and I think, so here are the rapid fire questions okay. and, and the rapid fire, you can give, you know, one sentence answer or you can give an explanation. It's not really rapid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So right. we have a few minutes still so talk. Have so to, like hurry, respond. No, you don't have to okay. hurry, respond. <laughs> There'll just be awkward silence okay. for a while. All so, right. you know, I'm hopefully right you're with okay it. with that. Hopefully just, you're okay with it too. <laughs> I'm okay with it too. Okay. We can always edit. Um, so first question is, what is the greatest lesson you've learned so far in your life? Hmm. Um, well, the first thing that came to mind was, um, second Corinthians chapter 12, nine, it says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Mm. I am an anxious person. And so I get nervous about almost everything. You don't seem nervous. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, he, it, he just gave me that verse one day a long time ago. And I, it was like for the first time I had in my heart connected again. Mm. And I started to understand that. Even if I mess up, 
even if I do something wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, but I'm walking in the direction he's called me to walk, or, or I'm stepping out in faith. Like he'll meet me there and fill in all the gaps of my lack of understanding or lack of ability or whatever. It's like yeah. I just trust it to him, and he'll do what he needs to do with it. What is the the scripture again? Second Corinthians. Second um, Corinthians twelve nine. And say it again. Uh, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I love it. That's good. That's a good word. That's a good word for your album. Um, okay. Second question is, what are you learning now? Like, what's a new thing that mm-hmm. you're just kind of on the, in the process of learning, like what's currently yeah. something mm-hmm. maybe you even haven't figured out yet, but you're still, you're kind of curious about and want to yeah. dive into? Hmm. Well, oh. It's a tough one. Yeah, this is a thinker. Um, tough questions for nine o'clock in the morning. I know. Like, what am I learning now? <laughs> Well, I can think of funny things. I'm funny like, things, oh. please. Don't be serious. Okay, right. What's your funny thing you're well, learning? I guess it's not that funny, but I'm on tour with Jackie Velasquez right now. And mm-hmm. so I'm learning how to run on a little energy and little sleep. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. It's what good. does that look like? What does that look like? What does that mean for you? Are you a long sleeper? Or do you like, um, need eight hours? Yes, I need eight hours. You need eight hours. Yeah, it's, okay. Or I'm complaining all day long. Does Chris it's snore? Is Chris, Chris snoring? Does he have a snoring issue? <laughs> he that... snores for about two minutes. Good. And then he stops. It's not too bad. I don't know why I felt bad. like asking That's him. Okay. That's okay. So less sleep. Um, so you don't need, like a lot of people need uh, some kind of substance, like a coffee substance. Oh, no, I don't drink coffee. Why not? Because it makes you more anxious? Ca- yes. It makes me more anxious. Caffeine doesn't do well. I'm kind of a small person, so right. I get jittery and yeah, I do more too. anxious, and it's horrible. Uh-huh. So. I'm a big person. I get jittery. Well, hey, that makes two of us. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Good. So you're learning how to how to operate on a little more of a yeah. busy schedule. Yeah, busy schedule and just... I'm learning a lot from being around Jackie too. I mean, she's teaching. She's a seasoned pro. Yeah, she is. It's like, wow, she gives her time all day long to these people and yeah. pouring out like that is hard to do. So it's been inspiring to be like, I can do this. If she can do it's this for model. so many years, I can mm-hmm. do it too. So oh, it's yeah. been really cool. Yeah. yeah. I remember her when she was 16 years old um, at, at one of my very first GMA mm. weeks. And she was just wow. a little 16 year old and Diana was there and mm. and she was so bubbly and so like full of yeah. energy and life and so much fun yeah and um she still seems to be like that it's like she hasn't really aged yeah it's been really cool mm-hmm. i've been touring for about seven years now and if some days i feel like nobody's n- well that's not some days i feel like <laughs> i've been doing it for a long time and i just could stop yeah but then when i see people like her and and just think about the years and miles they've gone. It's like, yeah. okay, I'm just the beginning. Yeah. You know? Quit your crying. Yeah, exactly. Quit your big, big, yeah. big girl pants on yes. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, third question. How has failure shaped your life? Oh, man. It kind of comes back to that verse. I just feel like when I mess up, it challenges me to trust God more. And that's caused me to be a more courageous person. Uh-huh. It's caused me to... Good uh, job working the word yeah, courage like, into hey, this. hey, it's the word. <laughs> word of the day. Yeah, because if I'm not afraid to fail, then I'm, I'm more, more courageous to do things that I wouldn't do before. Yeah. So. What, are you, uh, what are you afraid of failing at? What would you say is your... Um, I'm huge like some of my deepest fears are like fear of uh if it if the quality isn't 
really good. Of your music? Yeah, quality of music or quality of anything I do, anything mm-hmm. I buy. It's like, so I'm really slow at buying things sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, my husband's like, would you just hurry up? <laughs> uh-huh. You're more critical on yourself? Yeah, critical. I'm super critical. So yeah. I, I just want there to be no hindrances between me and, and somebody else. Right. And sometimes that just works me up way too much. Yeah. And um, I try to be perfect. Like That's a common about. Christian Yeah. Um, you know, growing up as a believer, yep. that's one of the downsides that you have to battle is the perfection exactly. and the, the fear of failing and what that might look like mm-hmm. or how that might appear to other yeah. people. Yeah, I think there can be an overly concerned part of myself that is yeah. like, I need to come across as this perfectly loving, yeah. awesome person, but I have to preach to You're myself. Right. So I know. We're never going to be. I know. And it's it's okay. terrible. It's terrible. It's okay. Um, okay. There's more questions. Okay, let's do it. Uh, what have you read that I should read? Um, <laughs> other than the Bible. <laughs> Doesn't have to, other than the Bible. Come on, you must read something other I, than the okay, Bible. Okay, let's see. What do I read? What do I read? I don't even, I'm such... What do you read or listen to? How about that? Listen to, okay. Um, I'm giving you an out. I know. What do you put into your head? <laughs> I no, never not. Read. Um, oh, I read a book. This is a great book for married people. Okay. Um, called Love Talk. Okay. By, never heard of that. By Les and Leslie Parrott. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris and I read it, and it's so good. It talks about your four main fears that people have and uh-huh. relationships. And it's so, it doesn't just apply to marriage, but it really does. So I really love that book. Love yeah. Talk. Yeah, Love Talk. And uh, do you remember the fears? Um, there's one, so the one was quality, loss of quality, quality. One was time, I think, loss of time, fear of loss of time, um, uh, the approval of others was one. And then I can't remember the last one. There's one more. Just common things that you're going to deal with. Yeah. And it's just like the way that if you can kind of figure out the two, one or two that you are, then it really impacts the way that you relate to each other. Yeah. The reasons why you respond in the ways that you do okay certain things that's good that's cool i like that yeah um what have you done that i should do uh gone uh gone to israel oh you went to israel yes i'm so jealous yeah i've been twice now um there's a huge long story star is my middle name after my grandmother who with moved, two R's. Yes, two R's. It was her first name. <clears throat> she moved from um Casablanca, Morocco when she was sixteen. Anyway, I really? reconnected her to her family after over sixty years in Israel. You did? Yes. Wow. And it was the most amazing experience. I mean, that's beside the point of going to the so Holy you, Land. You went you know? with her? Yes. Connected her with the well, how how much more nurturing is that? Not just the Holy Land, right? Yeah, right. It it's, was just unbelievably amazing so you're are you jewish then, I am. in heritage yep oh wow very yeah, cool it's pretty crazy I'm uh-huh. like what we didn't know it because she kept it a secret like yeah did she escape of her life. from like when she, that all that persecution was she, going on so the war ended and then she moved here about four years later or something i can't remember the exact number of years mm-hmm. but um she was 16 and her sister was already living here she had she was a war bride her sister was oh wow so she came and lived with her sister, and they made a promise to each other they'd never tell anybody that they were wow. Jewish. Wow. Even in America? Yep. Wow. They lived, I mean, they lived in a little town um, called Leavenworth. It's 
little German town in Washington State. Okay. German church and everything, so they were afraid. Okay. Um, they married German men, and it was just a big... German-American men? Yes. Okay. Yep. And um, they spoke German and everything. So. I'm German. I oh, speak sweet. German. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So they were afraid, but I mean, it was a different time then. Mm-hmm. And by the time she passed away last year, it was still hard for her to talk yeah. about it. But you were able to bring some healing and some... Yeah, yep. To see that happen. Yeah, I mean, to meet her family with her there and mm-hmm. them to say, you know, you're Jewish, right? I mean, it was just a huge... That's amazing. Huge moment for wow. our family and for her, yeah. Wow, that's so, so. cool. Okay, so I got to go to Israel. Yes. You're the third person that's told me that. Oh, it's... So maybe I got to go. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of touristy stuff going on, but even that can't distract from how cool it is right. to be where Jesus was, you know, mm-hmm. it's neat. Makes a difference. Yeah. Huge difference. There's a guy named Mark Maxwell who yeah. takes, did you go with him? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Cause no. he just took a tour group over there oh, cool. and did that for 10 days. Wow. Yeah. Looked really amazing. I would say if you go, take your time because mm. it's you, if you rush so hard, then you, you miss the details. And mm-hmm. so okay. that's what I would say. All right. Just a few more questions. You're doing great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> If you could give one piece of advice to young leaders from what you've learned or experienced, what would it be? Kind of similar to your learning yeah. question. Um, I would just say continue to be real. Show your flaws. Show your flaws. Yeah. yeah. Forget about the perfection trap. Yeah. And I feel like young people generally are, are pretty good at that because I feel like all of us are kind of a little bit tired of the filters and stuff yeah um at least a lot of young people but but i still think it's something that needs to be said and reminded because of the filters and because of the Uh social media stuff it's like it's okay Uh to relax and be who you are okay um who do you know that i should know um my dad your dad yeah wow He's pretty awesome. Tell me, tell me some of the qualities of your dad that I should that make me want to get to know. Him. <laughs> well, he's one of those people that he's super quiet, so he's super smart and wise, and doesn't say anything unless it's really important. But what he does say is like it's like little morsels of truth that just like sink down and last. You you'll think of him. I'll think of him till the day I die. You yeah, know? just he. One of the things he's always told me is like ne- you never have to be in a hurry things will always work out like the the truth of whatever circumstance you're looking at will come to the top Mm -hmm. and so i think about that all the time when i feel pressure to be this or do that or make a decision or whatever it's like no i don't have to be in a hurry and i've watched him do that my whole life and and the the um wisdom that's come out of his like been the fruit of wisdom in his life has been so cool yeah to watch so yeah, I, like that. I don't know. He's just a good person. <laughs> it's a good word yeah. for me. Don't have to be in a hurry. Yeah. All right. Last question is, how can I add value to you? Other than doing this podcast and interviewing you and telling people to go buy human <laughs> um, uh, or download human or stream it yeah. on Spotify and Apple Music. What what else can I do to help add value to you? Um, I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> come on, don't don't make it easy on me. I don't me. know. Um, what can you do to add value? Like what are you involved in that you're passionate about that? Oh, oh yes. So one thing I'm very passionate about, and it's because of my relationship with my grandmother who passed away last year, is um, raising awareness for widows. Mm. Um, I'm not offering any sponsorships or anything like that by talking about this, but 
I saw her her be a widow for seven years, and it 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 turned my heart in a way that I never expected. And uh, so, through a song I wrote for her called "Sailing," and through a little necklace that I'm now making, it says "Yes" on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little token that just reminds us to trust God. Yes, uh-huh. I trust you, God. Kind of mm-hmm. idea. Um, so it's something you put on your necklace, or it, it is a it necklace. Is a necklace. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a little gold necklace. I don't have one right now because I just gave it away. Oh. <laughs> Another one. So, but anyway, someone said, "Can I have this?" And you said, "Yes." No, she came up to me at a show, and she was a <laughs> widow, and I was crying. Oh. I was like, "You need this necklace. I made it for you." <laughs> oh. So, but anyway, um, it's this little necklace, and I, it's my heart. Bottom line is that. I feel like, or I know that in Scripture, I think it's James one twenty seven. Um, Jesus is reminding us that it's important to care for the orphans and the widows. Like mm-hmm. religion that is pure and undefiled before God is this is to look after the orphans and the widows in their mm-hmm. distress, mm-hmm. Um, and to stay unstained from the world. I think is how it ends. Mm-hmm. But we have so many ma- amazing ministries for orphans. Mm-hmm. I mean, incredible. Would never say anything against them, but we don't have a, as many ministries for widows. Mm-hmm. I've done some research, and there are some churches doing some incredible things. So I couldn't go; it, they can't go without that. Can't, that can't go without saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think each of us individually could do a better job at at thinking: Who are the widows in my life, mm. and can I go to their house and say hi to them? Yeah, and say I'm thinking of you, or I'm praying for you. Or what do you need? Do you have a need? I mean, watching my grandma go through that was so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was like, I need to, I need to talk about this, you know. Mm-hmm. So whoever you are, wherever you're at, um, I would just encourage you to take a step of faith and um, and think of who might be alone around you. Not just widows, but widows are the ones that are on my heart specifically. I'm thinking of a few right now. Yeah. So that's how I can add value to you is by going and giving a call and reaching out yeah. to and, and visiting, yeah. touching, loving on a widow. Right. Um, I mean, it makes so much more, more of a difference. Just thinking for a moment, bear with me, when you're alone, you've lost the love of your life, mm-hmm. the person that knows everything about you. Now, all of a sudden, you're by yourself. If you are an introverted person at all, even harder. Mm-hmm. And so now you have to face the world all by yourself. Mm-hmm. You maybe didn't have friends come over as much because you were married. And so now you're just like dead alone all right. the time. I mean, I just can't even fathom yeah. that the disparity that can bring for some people. Back in the day too, back when that was written, it was a whole different ball game to be a widow too. It was yeah. like being orphaned. Right. You didn't have even the financial structure or the mm-hmm. support um, then sure. uh, that you might have now, <laughs> have now that yeah. society offers now. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's why we don't take it as seriously, but it's yeah. just as much. It's still very true though. It's just like, I, 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 my heart just broke for her. And mm-hmm. I know there are not every widow faces it the same, but yeah. I know there are still great needs that are out there for people who are alone. Yeah. So being yeah. obedient to the truth of that yep. word. Okay. True. True. Good stuff. Yeah. Say
Holly Starr, I have really enjoyed visiting with Thank you. you. See, this Yay. was harmless. No big deal. You didn't seem nervous at Thank all. Thank you. And oh. you were fantastic. Thanks. I loved I loved hearing your heart and um, I can't wait to spend the day listening to Human. Thank you. This beautiful album. What is this? This is a CD, right? I don't understand CD. what a CD is. Oh, no. no, I'm kidding. Everything's download <laughs> and streaming now and, and yeah. stuff. But um, I love having this record. So thank, thank you. you. Would you sign this for me? Sure. I'd love to. Um, went before you go. All right. That's it. Thank you so much, You're Holly. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yep. <laughs>